<laughs> All you have left is fantasy football. And I don't even have that. <laughs> Why? It turns out. Turns out I don't even have that. <laughs> oh. I don't know if you watched the ago. Niners game today. It was like a horror movie. It's just no. like shh, people shh. were dying off every five <gasps> minutes. Like Okay, um, probably not the right weekend to talk about people dying off. <laughs> Too soon? Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so we are recording, everyone. Oh, we're, we are? Yeah, let's, uh, oh, let's start well, to censor ourselves, bring it back in. <laughs> didn't get the memo on that one. Yep, yep. Uh, we're recording. We're 40 seconds in, and so far we've learned that the uh, 49ers are not doing well. Well, they won. What? You complained what and they just won? Right? They played the worst team in the league and they won. So they played the Texans. Yeah. Their, quarter, their <laughs> and quarterback Texas, got an ankle injury. Their defensive rookie of player, defensive player of the year, got a knee injury. Their other first-round draft pick defensive player got a knee injury. Their I running back I stopped listening. I don't got think a knee I can injury. take this anymore. Their two top wide receivers are out, one with a concussion and something else. It was just like they got picked off one by one. It's the gayest part of your day. Sit back and grab a shot Gosh. Okay, so today, folks, let me just put out a precursor that it is a Sunday afternoon and our icon RBG just died and we're all uh, in mourning in different ways and with different kind of alcohols. <laughs> so we're a little tipsy. We're going to try and stay on track as best we can, but... Just bear with us and know that uh, we are recording this episode during a time of traumatic experience. <laughs> <coughs> yep. Still truly Lynn is, is not sponsoring us. <laughs> not yet. And not today, yet. this episode, yeah, not yet. Today, this episode, we are going to be talking about camper vans, van life, schoolie life, RVs, buses, basically any type of the nomadic life, and... Our thoughts about it, like, we all kind of want to live that life, and we've done a lot of very nerdy research. Uh, Alexandra is digging through a box of white claws right now. (laughs) (laughs) And so let's go around and introduce who we've got at the table today. Slash, not the table, the back deck. Lynn, why don't you go first? (laughs) Hey guys, I'm Lynn. Been here a couple times. (laughs) <laughs> Always fun. Uh, Miller here. So tired. Been here once, but you've probably heard me laughing in the background a few times, different <laughs> episodes. Nice. <laughs> Hi, my name is Alexandra. I'm just everywhere. Sure, <laughs> and also own the house. Yes, it's, it's, sometimes I'm here. Ashley's also in the background here again. Um, so <clears throat> we just put it on our Domino's order. Because the first three restaurants we chose <laughs> did not accept our order because we ordered too much food and then another one was closed. So, Domino's it is. Great. Turns out. Okay. So, the nomadic life. Anybody else want to jump into what is it? What are we talking about here today? Miller, start us off. Oh, yeah. We're just talking about um, everybody's basically trying to figure out how they can escape their home in an enjoyable <laughs> way. Yep. And maybe escape their country if necessary. <laughs> so. that, that seems an all-encompassing definition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty much what we're looking at. On so point. On for point. So I want you to guys know that I know that we're, we're talking about the nomadic life. I don't know if that includes just, is it camper vans, RVs? Like, oh, yeah, all be, the above. Because like, I, 
I just want you guys to know, I've been obsessed with a casita, which is like a tiny fiberglass egg. I've been obsessed with these for maybe six years, mm-hmm. and I just constantly look at them, and I have this dream. And then in February, because apparently I have the ability to see the future, mm. um, I purchased a casita used off of Facebook Marketplace. Um and clearly, Your I needed it soul. because, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Sacramento economy is held up by Alexandra's addiction to Facebook Marketplace. You are correct. You are definitely. <laughs> but I want you to know that, unrelated, I know I did another episode about fi- uh, finance, but everything I purchased, I purchased a pool on there. Mm-hmm. And for three hundred bucks, and I could have resold it for three thousand yeah, dollars because you didn't. it was. Com- I know. Because <laughs> it was hot and I wanted something to swim in the backyard. That's anyway, valid. I digress. Um, but the casita. You're right. You're a Facebook marketplace queen. You know what you're fucking doing, man. It's okay, guys. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but the casita has been my favorite thing because it's light enough to tow with my little SUV. and It's like a trailer, guys. It, or it is a trailer and it's fiberglass and it's lightweight. And it has a like almost a queen size bed, a full kitchen, a little table that can turn into another bed, and a full bathroom. And the the vehicle weight is like twenty five hundred pounds. Perfect. Yeah. So you know I don't need to buy a freaking F one fifty to drive my casita <gasps> around. Good. Someone well, say buy an F one fifty. Oh <laughs> wait, do we want to get in a Ford debate? <laughs> oh, oh god, almost never. <laughs> <laughs> You mean fix or repair daily? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the so good news sorry, is they give you a puppy people. when you buy a Ford, in case you need somebody to walk home with. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I bet American Miller is not going to be buying a Ford Transit <laughs> for their van uh, remodel. Miller, do you have a, an ideal van that you'd like to use? I'm not really a van person. Okay, what's what's your what's your what's Wait, your you own a van? No, I don't. No, it's okay, not Miller. Your girlfriend owns my a van. My girlfriend owns a van, and she's very much a van person. Come However, on. I own a truck. It's called Overlanding. Mm-hmm. So it's this like van life, but it's in a truck. This is but how it's I cooler. think sure. of this episode, right? <laughs> it's like any moving vehicle that you can do. Modular. So roller skates. Roller skates is technically a moving You can't vehicle. live out of your roller skates. You're going to go to the bathroom. I guess. But can you modify them? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't tempt my girlfriend, please. <laughs> um, no, but the, here's the thing, though, is the reality is any vehicle you own, you can, you can create it to be a space that you feel safe and you feel comfortable and you can travel in. It doesn't matter what you – if you have a Toyota Corolla, mm-hmm. if you have a whatever, it doesn't matter. I have seen – so many different vehicles set up for folks that are like, you know what? I want to live van life. I want to be nomadic. I don't currently have the funds to change my vehicle. And they have created spaces that were beautiful Mm -hmm. and comfortable and they love and they're so happy. And they're like, you know what? I didn't think I could ever do this, but I've done it. Yeah. Um, So it doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter what skill set or plans you have. Like, you can take what you currently have and make it work for you. And I think that's a very important thing to think about because a lot of people are like, well, I can't buy a you know, $100,000 van or I can't buy a $20,000 van or fuck, you can't even buy, you know, I couldn't buy a $1,000 van right now. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, is whatever you have right now, if you have the determination to make that your space to be on the road, traveling, doing what you enjoy, being where you want to be, you can do it. It doesn't matter. 
So, yeah, there's definitely all kinds of vehicles can be modified to live on the road and take your your life, you know, elsewhere and go travel and see a lot of things that you otherwise would not be able to see if you just lived in a regular standard home and, and that was it. So there has been a huge increase in nomadic living since quarantine and since the beginning of COVID because a few reasons. Um, folks' income is lower. Uh, those of us who have jobs, a lot of us are able to work from home. We just need a solid inter- connect, internet connection, and then it doesn't matter where we are. And then also, like, just the general malaise and depression that people are feeling right now can be helped by traveling and exploring and getting out into nature. Right, and it's not like we can fly right, right now. I mean, we kind of can, but, like, you know, in the beginning especially, there was no flying. It was just driving. Yeah. So traveling mm-hmm. to ease your poor, broken quarantine life. <laughs> I mean, I think about my <laughs> own personal experience with that is I had flights booked to places, right? And I'm somebody who really loves to travel and go experience other cultures and everything. And it's like, well, what's the risk versus benefit right now of traveling on an airplane and to other countries? Like, do I want to possibly expose them to something I'm bringing from here mm-hmm. because we can't get our shit together? <laughs> Um, so I've had to kind of reevaluate how I'm going to travel for the next, I don't know, year, two years, five years, who the fuck knows. Um, and be determined by the election. Yeah. Oh gosh. (laughs) We could be in phase one for seven years. (laughs) Every other country is like, we're talking about second wave. And we're like, nah, we're just going to roll that bitch through the first one. (laughs) We want tsunamis here. (laughs) Serves up. Um, no, but I mean, seriously, though, I've, I've reevaluated many times of, okay, how am I going to travel in a way that's respectful to others, mm-hmm. appropriate, and respectful to my friends and family in my bubble? So And that you enjoy. And that I enjoy. That makes me happy. And I get to experience the things that are important to me. So um, how has, how has, you know, you said you're an overlander, okay? And let's say you, you travel in your truck. Has... Normally, in, in the past, people have used, like, workout facilities and other places to shower and or to, to, to have bathrooms. And I've, I've heard some talk that that's been really difficult because those have not been open. H- have you traveled in your van and have you had to kind of modify how you, how you shower and how you do bathroom stuff? So, um, Usually when I when I do more extended trips beyond, you know, a weekend or whatever, I, I don't actually use facilities to do those things. Like, I'll find maybe, like, a forest service campground to use a bathroom or whatever. Um, but, for example, we just recently did a, was it two-and-a-half-week road trip? Um, and we, we had, um, like, a soap bar that was biodegradable, safe for use in streams, creeks, lakes, mm. whatever that it was it's actually coral safe. So we originally got it for our Belize trip that didn't occur this year. Um but so we felt safe using it and that it wouldn't be a negative effect for, you know, anything in vicinity of the creek or stream or whatever. So we use that to bathe. We also can use it to wash dishes. We can use it to wash laundry take a shower whatever like we just use natural streams of water but 
because you have to be cautious of what you put into the water, you got to make sure that you're, you know, environmentally conscious of what it is you're utilizing. So really in two and a half weeks, we didn't technically take a shower till I think like two days from the end of our trip. We used uh, a friend had like a guest room shower that we utilized, but we just made sure that we had the appropriate cleaning stuff that we could use in, in natural resources. Um, the whole not showering thing, that was really brave of you to admit. I mean, <laughs> I don't... On a podcast. None of us said anything. We were like, ooh, that's, we're <laughs> yeah, so happy no, about that's that. That's what happened. Like, every single... This is Miller's girlfriend chiming in to say that I shower once a week. <laughs> 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 Miller loves me anyway. We're that's in a drought, true. guys. We're in a drought. <laughs> I mean, I get together, it. I, I, I get it. I get it. When you're camping and when yeah. you're... I, I just but when it's, extended, when it's extended periods yeah. of time, you do have to actually consider, like, how am I going to keep myself clean and healthy? Yeah. And you just need to do your research, find products that are coral safe and, you know, habitat safe and, like, all these other... Whatever word they want to use, that means it's fucking biodegradable. Mm-hmm. And not going to kill anything. And it's not going to kill the fish, and it's not going to kill the coral, and it's not going to mess up the ecosystem where you go bathe. Like, we were in uh, moving water sources every day where we would basically, like, be like, oh, it's our morning shower. We'd go for a swim in the morning, and we have these bars of soap that are literally designed for being able to be out in the wild and bathe yourself and wash your dishes and wash your clothes and not damage what you're out there experiencing. So there's so many different resources out there, right? Like, just do your research. Billy, can you give us a little background on your experience with van life, overlanding, just living out of your car? How often do you do it? Yeah, (laughs) what's your resume on this? Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, I, so, geez. So I purchased my truck that I currently own right now. It's a, it's a 2017 Tundra. Um, I bought that in, (laughs) uh, sorry, it's Inferno. (laughs) My bad. Did you buy it because you were a firefighter? But my truck? Yeah, because it's called Inferno. Uh, no, actually, interestingly enough, that color specifically was on my do not purchase list. <laughs> well, then, okay, well, then, why did you buy that? So, <laughs> Facebook Marketplace deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not Alexandra or Sonia. <laughs> oh my God. No, um, it was actually on my list of, like, I hate this color. I will never buy this color. Um, so I wanted, like, a black or the charcoal or the <laughs> fucking, like. But you also said, hey, Miller, come do a van life episode. I don't own a van. <laughs> and I don't ever want to own a van. Yeah, I hate vans, I think I is what you said. Not. I hate vans. Uh, you but you like trucks. There, there are some badass fucking vans out there. You got yeah. fucking four-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, lifted. Mm-hmm. Like, the shit that I saw when I was in Baja for two months. Like, so oh, I, That goes on your resume. Gotta say it. There you go. Yes, so the whole reason I built out my truck was to go spend two to three months living off the land in Baja um, in 2017, I think it was. Um, And so I uh, am distracted now and my brain stopped working. Um, so you were going, you're gonna, you're gonna van life it and see how much you could accomplish in Baja for two months in 2017. I was basically going to fish for my food and camp on the beach for two to three months solo. 
Um, so I built out my truck um, to do so. And um, yes, I hated that color when I looked at it on the internet. <laughs> and then when I drove down, because uh, I'm from a small town, we don't actually have car de- dealerships in my town. Oh, we do now. That's a lie. But they're new. Anyways, so <laughs> on my way down to go buy the color I thought I wanted, um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to swing by this dealership. It's nighttime. They're closed. It's fine. I'll just peek in here so I kind of have some more, you know, things to fight about to get my numbers down on my new truck. Because back in my old life, I was also a vehicle salesperson for Toyota. Mm. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Is <laughs> part of your hatred of Ford coming into play right here? No, that's because I'm a Dodge person. Mm. Um, I'm a Dodge person, also owns a Toyota. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, like, oh, no. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Okay, that's let's, a, that's uh, podcast. That let's is keep it going. Let's keep it going. Anyways, went down to get that, stopped by the... Toyota dealership in Santa Barbara just to see what they had, just so I could like reason with the uh, Ventura place. And then I saw this orange tundra and I was like, oh, <laughs> that looks kind of nice. I like it a lot. <laughs> uh, anyways, long story short, got the orange tundra. It's called Inferno, whatever. It's not because I'm a firefighter. <laughs> there we go. I like that. Full circle. Full circle. Okay. So let's discuss some of the perks of living a nomadic life or even living in a tiny house, even if that doesn't really move so much. They can. They can, yes. They definitely can. I mean, I think you have less, you're, you're using less resources in order to, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm really drawn to this nomadic life. I'm trying to convince Yaz, that's my partner, to um, work on the road. So I, in my ideal, wave a magic wand. Okay, everybody just go with me. What I want to do is I want to get a van and I want to renovate it for four by fours, off-roading, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I can do more than I can. Same. No, I have been obsessed with getting a van for months. Yeah. Because this quarantine hit and I'm working from home and my question to my own self every single day is, why am I still here? <laughs> yeah. You mean like every your, single your day. existence or just <laughs> No, why am like I in <laughs> Sacramento? Why am I in a state that is on fire? If all I need is an internet connection to do my job, why am I here? And that's home. a thing. Look at the satellite yeah. options. Get, mm-hmm. and then that's you what we're going to get the van and make it an office and then tow our little casita. Yeah. And then leave it there. And if we wanted to come around and, huh? Write it off on your taxes. You know, yep. so guys, just, you know, I'm not giving tax advice, but definitely there are some tax benefits if you live in a high tax state and you set up a quote unquote new, new address in a low tax state. And, you know, there's some, some things that you can. Whole Never other mind. episode. Yeah, whole other episode. But <laughs> that's great. Um, that's, a, that's one of the perks, though, right? Is that you have a different set of, I don't know, tax options. I mean, that could be a perk. It could be a downside. It's you that's true. You have to figure things that's out, true. right? You might not have a mortgage if yeah. you live small enough, right? Like, there's definitely financial gains to be had, or you can spend your money not on your house, but on actually traveling and living. On experiences. But should we also talk about minimalism? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And buying shit we don't need all the fucking time. Yeah. Oh, that's me. That's just my name. Buying (laughs) shit we don't need all the fucking time. But that's too long, so they call me Alexandra for short. Okay. (laughs) For short. For short. Um, 
you know, I, yeah, I think as a culture, and I'm part of this problem, is that we were taught that we need these certain things in order to, quote unquote, feel successful. So is the size of our house contingent upon success? Not, No, but, you know, yeah. we've been taught that that, that is what mm. you need. So I mean, I think about going from a house, I had a four bedroom house with a five car garage. Mm. It was full. You have more garages than you do bedrooms? Well... <laughs> Wow. That's a personal preference. Okay, yeah, that's a, that was a judgment. I'm sorry. I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. But to go down to literally everything I own fits in my truck and my storage unit. That's awesome. So I got rid of everything when I... Do you I, feel a freedom? I still feel that I have too much stuff and it stresses me out. Okay. But it okay. sounds like kind of transitioning to this van life, quote unquote, the nomad life, is in line with this minimalist idea of you do have freedom you you can go and experience life and you're not weighed down by mm. consumerism by stuff i mean i will d- i will sit there and i will be like oh what's free on the facebook marketplace or craigslist and i'm like okay but what are you actually going to do with this mm-hmm. you want that thing mm-hmm. it would be great to have but like really when you really break it down do you need it do you just want it What's the reason? And also, an uncool thing, but a cool thing, a lot of people, a tidbit, should calculate if they either are hourly or yearly salary, how much they make per hour and think, do I want to work 25 hours or whatever for this one item? Uh, Right. Is it worth it for this one? Do I... You know, I've got to work four days to get this thing that I will use one time every six months. Exactly, well, exactly. On that same line, like, how many hours do you have to work to pay off a mortgage or rent mm-hmm. instead of a nomad life? Instead exactly. Thirty thousand exactly. dollar truck or a twenty thousand exactly. dollar truck or whatever. Exactly, and I think and the insurance you pay on it, mm. right? Taxes, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, it's. You got to balance out, I guess from my perspective personally, I think you need to balance out, you know, what you're looking for. For me, I know my focus is adventure and also making sure that I can continue earning a living. Um, Other people, it's just adventure. They don't necessarily care about, it's obviously they need to live, but they, you know, have low expenses. Just being able to finance that adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone I used to play softball with was... (laughs) Not gay. gay. I know. (laughs) And it was slow pitch softball. Um, was like hugely successful. Like didn't go to college, but worked for like Comcast or something. Um, starting in high school, and was just like had a very successful career. Owned her own house, owned like a Rubicon and jet skis, awesome stuff. And then she was diagnosed with cancer, and so she sold everything, cashed out her four hundred one k, and bought a school bus and converted it and now she just travels around the country doing whatever she wants. That is dope as fuck. Right. And she's like you couldn't tell I'm sick if I'm out on the trail in let's say Yosemite, you wouldn't be able to know she's sick and like yes yeah, okay she still has bad days but she also custom made her house exactly what she wanted to do. Her sister and her family are traveling her around for a year. It's like yeah like you're so unburdened by everything commercial that we have grown accustomed to. Well, let's also consider the fact of being unburned by sitting on social media and news outlets when you're out in places that you have no reception. You have Mm. no Wi-Fi. You're not inundated by all of the just terrible mess that's occurring. And also, isn't life about, like, for me, life is an experience. 
It, it is about the individual. Right now, we're having an experience. Yes, we're not traveling, but we are having this experience doing this podcast. And then when we leave here, we're going to go and have other experiences. So why not be the architect of those experiences? Right. And the van, you know, it, you're, you can architect the van that you want, just like you can architect the life that you want. You know, what do you want? That transitions into my question. How do you design your van, right? For looks, do you do it for the gram? So you can just like design it and post it on the on Instagram all the time. Do you do it for function, right? Like a learning project. Or do you do it to design it for the fucking apocalypse? Right. Can it be all three or five or whatever you listed? All of the above. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I guess if it was all three, it would be like a femme fatale. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we got sh- the Charlize Theron of of camper vans. <laughs> what like. was it? Was it a Quentin Tarantino movie with the woman with the like gun for a leg type of oh, thing? Oh yes, uh, it's like a van or it's like Rosario Dawson. Yeah, where yes. she's like kind of hot. It'd be like your van, kind of hot. It's Rosario You're doing Dawson it for the gram, but yeah. also it's got like guns or like. Fucking grenade yeah. launchers or something. Try and everywhere. come at me. I got my own solar well, toilet I, and machine. I don't want to build with you guys. <laughs> but like, no. Why did I miss this movie? Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what they're talking about. I want it. <laughs> and I, I have a question though. Like, do they sell artillery to be reloaded through the leg? Like, how does this work? You're gonna have to write to his people. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I think that this is a great question. Like. I've been looking at vans all over the place. There's so many YouTube channels that feature different kind of vans and different functionality. And some people who just live in them full time, maybe it's a single guy or maybe it's a female couple or maybe it's a family. And it's it's anybody. Anybody can. And they custom make these vans to what they need and want. Like, do you need a bathroom? Do you need a shower? Mm. Do you need a full kitchen? How much storage space do you have? Do what you size bed do you need? Right. I, I'm just saying. Valid question. It's on the checklist. Like, do you want the full <laughs> options? I just so, can I can I just say something that is unrelated but related? When I was traveling, moving from Canada back to Houston, I moved in my car that we were kind of living out of it, and I bought this this water fountain, and we strapped it to the top of the of my car at the time. That does not seem safe. And it looked like a grenade launcher. <laughs> And we went through the Hoover Dam or whatever it is, <laughs> and I didn't know that you're. Hold on, everyone, for context. The Hoover Dam is the biggest, mm, biggest dam, but like most important <laughs> dam in the United States. Like, like infrastructure. If that maybe. shit blows up, the entire Southwest does not have power. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't even know. So I didn't know that. And then they were like, "Ma'am, we need you to step out of the car." And yeah, we they were have like, federal agents know, with bomb-sniffing dogs if you want to drive across the Hoover Dam. Yes. Okay, so when they thought that we had a free grenade launcher. Can I just clarify? Go ahead. You had a fountain on your roof? <laughs> it was like a bamboo water fountain. <laughs> and now she's at the Hoover Dam from her way to Canada to Texas? I don't... <laughs> guys, guys, it was a really fun trip, okay? <laughs> One Wait. day, I will tell you about how I camped in the middle of the desert with this Vietnam vet, and he... he it was awesome. Anyway, I digress. But but I want you to know that if you create a van, you should not put your grenade launchers on the outside. <laughs> Hide that shit. Because you will not be allowed to drive through Hoover Dam. They will make you park, <laughs> leave your vehicle, and walk to the dam if you want to see it. Yeah. Also, who are these federal agents that thought bamboo was a grenade launcher? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely had that thought. Yeah. I don't, that doesn't feel very <laughs> Well... That's another question as well, but uh, I just, unrelated, thank you, I'm sorry, Lynn, I, I interrupted your um, profound statement on uh, b- van building. So you're going to put a grenade launcher on the outside of your van, 
No, not the outside. Check. Okay. <laughs> we just went over this. Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> it's on the inside. <laughs> you gotta hide that shit. <laughs> well, but what do you what do you make your van for? I would make my van for fun, but mm-hmm. also apocalyptic situations. Like Miller, how do you do your truck? Practical for the gram? Do you do it for the gram? No, it's a mess. Do you do it for the nookie? <laughs> yeah. I try. <laughs> Her girlfriend's not <laughs> You do it for yeah, more practical reasons, right? Like, you've decided you don't need a shower. You don't need a refrigerator. You're just, like, I have minimal. A, I have a fridge. Okay. Where is oh. your fridge? I've been in your car. Yeah. I mean, your van. It's in my your storage truck, unit because it, I don't need it. So you have exactly a fridge that is not there. in the I have vehicle. A, I have a... So when I was set up, when I went down to Baja, like when I do my full setup, I have a fridge that runs off of my truck battery that I replenish with my solar panel. Sweet. Then I had a, it's basically just like a bag that you hang off the side of the rack on the truck that warms the water for a shower mm-hmm. or to do dishes or to rinse or whatever. Um, yeah, so it's it's just, I, I only set it up to what I need for that particular trip that makes sense yeah but so very modular so if you wanted to do it for the gram mm. you could no miller would have to oh clean yeah. their truck <laughs> i'd have to wash it <laughs> nah. it's a mess no but it also goes back to are you living in it full time mm-hmm. right is it just yourself so if you're living in it full time like maybe you are more likely to want to shower if you're just going to use it for weekend trips or maybe week-long trips Maybe you don't need a shower, but you want a bathroom, right? Like, there's all different things. Or your kitchen does not need to be nearly as big if you only need a week's worth of food at a time. Right. I or think you can actually hunt or fish and feed yourself. Yep. And now we go back to grenade launchers. Well, here's the thing. I, I've been on a lot of Facebook groups. Um, I'm aging myself by saying Facebook group. That's, like, not cool now, right? You have to be, like, over 40 or something. Who knows? Anyway, I, know. I, I know. can't keep what up. What are you talking about? <laughs> so here's my question. I have been looking at different, thank you. I have been looking at different, um, yeah, she was like 20 minutes too late for that one. Sorry. What is it, your the lactate pill? Oh, your girlfriend gave her a lactate <laughs> pill. Speaking of age. Yeah. Um, I look at all these different groups, seeing all these different build-outs, like what they want to put in, if they're going to go with a Ram Promaster, Ford Transit, or a Mercedes Sprinter, or, you know, do I want a high top? Do I want a low top? Do I want a... And I honestly am quite overwhelmed with the decisions because I want it all. Like, obviously, I can't have all the different types of vans, but, you know, how do you pick between do I want a diesel? Do I want, you know, a, a non-curved wall? Like, yeah. I think, I think it's really important to prioritize specifically where you're traveling when you talk about fuel types. Um, and then also when you're talking about roof heights and things like that, what amount of things do you need in your vehicle how many people are in your vehicle full-time how tall are you hmm. Ooh. Oh, wait wait what type of fuel type why does it matter where you're traveling for because the type of fuel if type? you're talking about traveling outside the united states you need to consider what's the availability what's the availability of diesel what's the availability of certain types of you know natural gas or like Right, or if you decide to go all electric, yeah, like you don't want to take a Tesla yeah, anywhere you through Nevada. Yeah, or you don't want to go right. to. Well, no, there's. I mean, if you had solar or something like that, but you don't want to take a solar vehicle in like the middle of Alaska in winter when they only have sun for two hours a day. You know, like what's the availability of diesel? What's the availability of the sun? Whatever yeah. you mm-hmm. decide, right? Like, that's what you're. Are you going to go into a cold climate? Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you need solar or do you need a wind turbine or do you need a water turbine or what do you need that will keep whatever power you need full? Are there resources to help calculate power? Because Lynn, Lynn's going to be my power calculator. Uh Mm. But how do you, how do you calculate? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Lynn spent spent 20, 25 minutes explaining a generator, you know, thing to me, like if they were in parallel or whatever. And I literally was like, can you just tell me what to order off Amazon? Like I don't, and then install it. For yeah, me. like I don't know what you're saying. I can I can give you a financial play by play if you want me to. We can trade, but I don't know what you're saying to me. Benefits of having folks in different career paths. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, diversify your friend portfolio, everyone. Mm-hmm. No, but like working in parallel versus not would be. Let's say your van, truck, whatever is powered by a battery so this would be inside this is not when your engine is running right this is like your stove your heater air conditioner your lights for the inside of your car okay yes you can make them solar powered and then your solar panel on your roof would charge a battery or you could also make it able to be able to plug in an extension cord which would also charge your battery so if you are rolling into a place where it has power and not a lot of sun you can plug it into an existing power supply to charge your But do we van. want to depend on outside power sources? We don't want to depend, but we want to have that freedom. Sure. Freedom! Freedom! Yeah. That's a rough I have a question. I have a question. I wanted to invent this, and if somebody takes my idea, it's fine, but maybe it can't be possible. But I wanted to invent a battery where you put a wind turbine in the wheels of your car, mm-hmm. and as you're driving, it will, like be the turbine kind of behind the wheels as the wind is running, and then you just drive with an inverter that, that or a battery that stores that power generated while you were driving. I think so. That sounds familiar. I would not be surprised if that exists. I mean, they have, like, bicycles that you do that right. with. But I don't know. We'd have to GTS that. <laughs> GTS it. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so, so now that we figured out that you got to figure out what you want to buy, what it's for, and... You got to figure out how you're going to pay for it. Are you going to finance it? Do you have the money saved? You know, what's your life going like right now? Um, now, now I'm I'm not a single I'm not a single woman. I, I have a lovely partner, but uh, you know, dragging my partner places, she she's definitely a homebody more than I am. So uh, I'll probably be the one, you know, in the middle of Tom Fuck Nowhere, like like you know, in the car by myself. Can I bring? Can I just bring a gun or a machete with me? Yes. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Lynn wants to say yes. I just want to yeah. say yes so badly. That's a great question, right? I mean, this, our system, not just guns and weapons, etc. a lot of things are designed, the laws are designed for people who have, like you said, Miller, brick and mortar places, right? A home that's attached to a property. So what happens when your home is stable, like your van is your home, it's stable because you're parking it, so now it's like a home. But then all of a sudden it has the ability to move and pick up and go places, what? right? How do all of these laws apply to you? How do you have personal protection with something like this? How do you register to vote? How do you register to vote? Yeah. Right. How do you bring your weapons across state lines? Uh, illegally. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. That is not official advice. So, <laughs> Please so, do not follow those. Well, Miller, you went down to Mexico, right? And they yeah. have different laws for right. guns. So you Knives. can absolutely 
last time I crossed the border, so I'm not speaking to current <coughs> laws. I'm not going to say. That's not COVID. That's just allergies. Bless you. Thank you. But um, you cannot bring a gun across the border from California to Mexico. So I actually ended up going on a trip. I spent two months down in Baja solo, and I was trying to figure out what was the best way to protect myself in case that something arose. It was my first time in Mexico. Everybody thought it was the dumbest idea on the planet, but all the research and all the connections I had made of folks living down there and traveling down there led me to believe otherwise. Um, but it turns out you can't bring a gun down to Mexico from California. <laughs> you can did you also figure that out, out at the border? No. Okay. Well, that's good. I did research. Research. Okay. I'm not as dumb as I look. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look dumb. By so, the way. <laughs> how do you? But I mean, obviously, like a something like a van. Down feels by the river. Down by the river. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it feels more more vulnerable than a house, and I think it's just because of the nature of traveling and being nomadic, and you don't have like your neighbors or community, et cetera, et cetera. Are there other things you can do to your van or your truck to, I don't know, fortify it more to protect yourself better, so someone just can't smash your window? Just basic, simple things that I have kind of learned along the way. I'm not going to say I like, came up with this on my own because I didn't. Um, but just if you have a vehicle that has a car alarm on your unlock button thing, keep your keys with you when you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. If you feel like something weird is happening, have your keys next to you. Set the alarm on your vehicle off. Somebody's going to hear it. Whether they're being nosy or they're worried, it doesn't matter. But somebody's going to notice that your alarm on your vehicle is going off, right? If you're worried about animals or people. Like, we we just did our two-and-a-half-week trip, and my partner was really nervous in a couple of spots we were in, and, I, and I, I wasn't, but I have a lot more of kind of off-grid camping experience, so I have more of a comfort level with it. And I was like, all right, so all we're going to do is we're going to put the keys next to us, We're going to put just a pocket knife next to us, and we're going to put the bear spray next to us. It's not for fucking bears. It's for people. (laughs) (laughs) Can can you elaborate? I wasn't afraid of Nebraska. (laughs) (laughs) It was Nebraska people. Sonia in the peanut peanut gallery, uh, Miller's girlfriend, says she was not afraid of anything except for Nebraska. (laughs) I do not know that that is accurate, but fair. Can you add this two-week trip to your resume? What what did you go? Two months? No, your no. This most no, recent, the most recent one. Oh, the recent one. Yeah, yeah, add that to your resume. What What did you guys do? So we basically Sonia, my my partner's uh, good friends that live in in New York, uh, purchased a new vehicle that they they got specifically so that they could go on some adventures to get out of the city during this crazy time in the world, and we were like, well, let's meet in the you know sort of middle, and we're like, all right, South Dakota sounds about right. <laughs> said sure. no one ever ever <laughs> so what i liked about their trip to like yellowstone and and all of these things is that our other friend mikey was in the area and one day he posted on facebook he's like well clearly sonia and miller are out of cell phone range but whenever someone talks to them can they can you let them know that mikey is on his way back to the area and so did you guys just, how did that end? Did you guys just both were cruising around Wyoming or what? Mm, did you hook a, back up? That's a, that's a long story. Okay. okay. Um, uh, I'll make it really And Mikey's short. a full-time van life, mostly part-time, part-time van lifer. He, he recently got a new van. 
um, that he is, I, I believe he is wanting to um, do full-time nomad life in, but I'm not 100% sure on his plan. Um, he, because he was in Wisconsin at the time, he, he was going to meet us in South Dakota, which he did, and we were all, I think this was a few days into our trip, we were all going into Yellowstone, and something happened where he ended up not ha- um, entering into Yellowstone, and then um, after, like, a few days, because we were out of service in Yellowstone, he was, like, trying to meet back up with us, but he couldn't get a hold of us, so then he posts on social media trying to get folks to get a hold of us to meet back up with him, um, and so it was just kind of a, it was just a, a big miscommunication of trying to, uh, meet up together. But yeah, mm-hmm. he has a brand new, beautiful van that is wonderful. Um, just super fancy. Not like what we have. <laughs> no, no. So are there, are there things, just going back to protection and safety real quick. Are there things that you can do to your truck or van to increase your protection i guess from the outside right like bars on the windows or i don't know put tinting on your back windows i mean things like that like are there things you've found that have been helpful so i haven't because of the areas that i travel i've never really gotten too concerned with safety i mean i probably should when i actually think about it i probably should but um, a lot of, so I, I mean, a, a ton of different online groups where people are talking about their builds and what they're doing and where they're traveling. I've heard a few different things. So a lot of folks talking about making sure that your windows are tinted so that folks aren't able to just kind of by glance see that you are not just driving through or you're local or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you, they don't see that you have a bed set up or they don't see that you have bins in your vehicle of camping gear um can't tell if you're in it or not right (laughs) and so the other big thing is when if you are considering looking at a different vehicle one of the things that i've seen come up a lot is the ability to drive to a location park and get in your bed to sleep without somebody seeing you are by yourself Uh. so having the access to whatever portion of your vehicle you're sleeping in without it being very obvious that Hey, I'm by myself, which, unfortunately, my vehicle is not set up that way. It's very clear whether I have other folks with me. I have... You have to get out of the cab to go to the bed. Right. right? I get out of my cab, I pop my tent up, and there have been times where I was a little bit nervous, and I was like, well, this is a debatable area, but whatever. I'll throw two chairs out, and I'll just throw two chairs next to my truck, as opposed to just my one, and mm-hmm. be like, okay, well, now it looks like there's, like, a couple or two people. Yeah, that's right. smart. Um, you know, just simple things. Just think through the process of somebody who is not a good person and be like, what would I be looking for if I was looking to be a bad person? So I've, I've heard people, and I, and I don't, I'm not trying to get into gender debates or what this means. This is just a one example. But I've heard people, uh, women specifically in some of these online groups keep a clothesline of, of a few men's pants or socks or shorts or something that they hang up. Not so a problem if you're a lesbian and wear men's clothing. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Okay, so basically Lynn is just camping with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, you know, minus the debate of genders and their ability, you know, blah, blah, blah. It, I thought that that was a good idea, actually, because from in the... 
in the outside world, quote unquote, you know, people would be less apt if they just saw, you know, for instance, if I'm going to use myself as an example, a blonde, you know, short, wavy hair, blonde, you know, or as a blonde woman is less likely to have somebody just come up if there's also men's pants, you know, laying on the on the thing. And I and I that that's an interesting point. Right. I think being out, quote, in the wild, in the open kind of brings up these uh, topics that maybe we don't really want to have a deep conversation, conversation about, about sometimes, yeah. you know, about gender or race or whatever. I mean, you know, Miller and Sonia were talking about um, the kind of the discrepancies in race, like who who has van life, who has the privilege of doing it, who who is just into it as a hobby. Some people think it's interesting and some people don't, right? So there are some larger topics i think that get brought and up societal constraints you know right. if, if is it Queer, implied race, that because i'm white i am not quote unquote uh homeless versus somebody who is who is a person of color you know obviously i i don't have that experience um and it's different but just those perspectives do i have more flexibility well for example you know there's there's a few streets over here there's a um Home, uh, a trailer or an RV parked that's been there for a few days. And I don't know anything about the person that's there. But if you were to go park your RV there, would you get the same sort of phone calls to whatever the public resources right. that, that gets rid of vehicles that are parked illegally or whatever right. if they saw you versus maybe somebody else? Right. Yeah. Right? Like, what's where does that line so get that's crossed? An unfortunate or... Fortunate, depending on your perspective, I think side effect of van life is you're forced to deal with these realities, right? Like maybe you should hang out some men's clothing. So because unfortunately being a woman by yourself or even just two women by ourselves, like is different than traveling with a man. Right. Things like that, right? Yeah. Mm, Now we're all depressed. Uh, Well, (laughs) because it's depressing that we still are in a society where women have to think about these things right and it's infuriating a common theme i'm hearing is that we might save on resources in terms of not paying rent or mortgage or possibly you know gas doesn't matter if you're dead (laughs) but the cost is sounds like cognitive resources right Mm -hmm. there's a lot more thinking involved it sounds like for where and how am i going to shower take care of myself where and how am i going to be safe where and how am I going to stop for food? Things like that. Right. Where am I going to be sheltered down, locked down during COVID? During a pandemic. What are the resources that you utilize to find those options? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, there's also a new type of thing that's cropped up. It's it's a, if you want to be a part of a group, you can bring your van and you can pay a monthly fee. I'm not a part of this. I'm not, you know, I'm not even going to give the business name, but you can go from city to city and, and kind of rotate safe spaces to be at and they have like community places with internet and showers and 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 still doing some you know some semblance of social distancing as much as they can but you you're paying a fee to be a part of kind of like not a timeshare but you just you can rotate from place to place which <laughs> what did she say land share, land share. a timeshare <laughs> um so i thought that was really an interesting an interesting take because i you know, the economic, socio, socioeconomic impact from the pandemic is obviously will for, have forever shifted mm-hmm. how we do our work. And so this is a new, um, 
this is a new business model that I think you're going to see not only in this this right. realm. I think it's going to expand out to other areas. It's a completely new landscape. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. Yep. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but it sounds like there's financial benefits, there's mental health benefits. You know, there's a lot of benefits. And it also sounds like this is like the millennials version of just like rebelling and doing something different outside of society too like it's the millennial woodstock or something well, it's, like it's a way that you get to protect like your own self and your yeah. own rights like okay you can have you can work your entire life and then own a house and then someone comes in and ruins the economy and right. now it doesn't mean anything right right like or you can lose your job at the drop of a hat because we really don't have job security in this country right. so it is kind of taking something for your own self that you actually do have a bit more control over. Right. So to this lifestyle, it's outside of the norm, right? Mm -hmm. It's outside of how society, but also how our laws have been written. Yes. Right. If you don't own property, if you don't have an actual address. So how it's kind of, if you're on the cutting edge of living outside of these social norms, how do you adapt to these things? Mm -hmm. And we already mentioned weapons laws, gun laws, whatever, like, that's a whole other thing. They're, the laws aren't written for you to be traveling. It's totally different. So you're on the cutting edge of trying to figure these things out. Something you Is guys that also mentioned. Pun? <laughs> <laughs> the cutting edge. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Something else you guys mentioned that is on the fringe of living outside of these societal norms is voting. Mm-hmm. How do you vote if you don't have a permanent, ad- a, a physical address. Yeah, where can you register your address? Because everyone should be fucking voting this year. Yes. No fucking excuses. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm not, I just followed your advice. I lived in a van. Can, like, I couldn't vote. Oh. Yeah, but like, can California earthy, crunchy, hippie liberals like just decide that our home base is Kentucky? <laughs> yeah. Like, can we all, like, what, yeah. what's our leverage here? So, <laughs> so not really if you're physically here, no, but. <laughs> no, but we're in our tiny house just cruising the prairie. Yeah. yeah, so it's, it's it's physical location though. So, you know, again, I'm not a CPA, I'm not and not those things, but it is a physical location of where do you spend, you know, f- the majority of your time. If you spend, you know, I have friends who spend 51% of their time in Texas and 49% in California so that they legally t- have Texas residency so they don't pay state income tax. Yeah. So you you actually have to be a bit smart about how you do it. You you get a, a post office box and, you know, that's your home address kind of thing. Yeah, taxes are a whole nother thing you got to think about. <laughs> but voting, fucking vote. And how do you vote? How do you vote if you don't you have this address? You hop in your friend's van and they take you to the polls. No, you figure <laughs> oh. out which one, which a swing state and you go you register, register there. there. Right. <laughs> yep. This Who, is not legal advice. Which, yeah, not which legal area advice. really needs my vote the most this election cycle? So we're going to Florida <laughs> for three months. Right. <laughs> but really, I, I guess we do need to figure out what... God, I mean, these are things we're just thinking about right now that we didn't quite prepare for because we're just like, oh, shit. Like, this is another thing you have to think about. Like, if you are going to vote, like, we, we've we been based in California. All of us here have been based in California for long enough to be like, well, yeah, my, my permanent residency is in California because I rent an apartment or own a house here. But if I decide to do this van life, that's no excuse for me not to vote. So, yeah. What does it take for me to be a legal California resident? Or mm-hmm. if I decide that I want to check out Florida for six yeah, months. Yeah, how do you keep your residency be, if you're not actually right. here? Well, shit, we should have looked that up before filming a, well, um, recording yeah. a podcast. Shit. Ooh, on a later episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Google that. Yeah. We'll figure it out. And I'm sure like each law or each state has different laws for it. Like, yeah. okay, but, yeah, the 51%. But um, what if no state 
has 50% of your time? What if you are in three or more states and you divide them equal, right? So, like, so I anticipate this coming up and, you know, within, because we move really fast with government stuff sometime in the next 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just um, a, a way that makes more sense than, than it does currently. Now, I don't know what that says for right now for this election season, um, but I, I, I really do strongly believe that sometime in the near future, they are going to figure this out because this is becoming more and more mm-hmm. popular. People can't afford to live where they want to live. People don't want to just sit and settle when they're doing online work. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are also figuring out how to get to a point where their vote matters. Yeah. Well, and I think th- it's a really interesting thing that we actually don't have answers to these questions mm-hmm. because this is we are kind of on the, the cutting edge of this right now just talking about it. It's like we see something interesting happening. We know it's coming, but what does that mean for all of these different things? Like, is it okay to just let go of the notion that I need to buy a house and have kids? Like, mm-hmm. or, or I need to have, like, a physical address I need to rent because that's what you do in the American dream? Like, is it okay right. to let go of these things? And Is that the only f- smart financial decision you can make is to right. buy a house? There's got to be other options. Right. And we can... Yeah, there is other options, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there are As other options. <laughs> I keep talking to everybody about, you know, diversification and how to pick different asset types. And, and even if you have $100 to your name, what that means. I mean, it's you do not have to be a multi-billionaire, multi-millionaire to actually enjoy your life now and still move to the future. Okay, you, do, you can be... I know that it... There are some things, and there is a little bit of privilege in coming and saying that. And I don't want to discredit that um, for people that are different in financial different situ- different financial situations. However, yes, you can save for the future, even if it's little by little. And I know that I can go on tangents about that, but there are ways to maximize your nomadic lifestyle and set yourself up for your quote unquote retirement. Yeah. Ah. So I do want to uh, touch a little bit. Um, not just about voting when you're living van life or some sort of nomadic lifestyle. Something that I have utilized in the last five years or so is I actually do an electronic uh, mailbox. So it's a company, and there's many companies that do this, where I receive my mail to a facility. They scan the front and back of the piece of mail, and they send the pictures into my email. That is awesome. Yeah. I use that too. It's really I would do that just to not have to ever have paper mail. Yeah. Okay, sorry, carry on. Yeah. No, you didn't know that existed? My mind is blown. No, I did not. What? It makes total sense. Oh, I didn't either. Gosh. I'm going to open either. y'all's mind to a lot of new things. <laughs> All right. Sorry, go Continue. ahead, Miller. <laughs> like what? That will be separate. Um, no, but so, so basically they, they scan the front and the back of the, you know, piece of mail or whatever, and they take those pictures and they put them in your email and you're like, well, I know that's trash, (laughs) throw it away. And they do. But if you want it opened, then there's like a small fee. It's like, I don't know, five cents or something ridiculous. Um, and they'll open it up and they'll scan whatever is in that piece of mail and then that'll show up in your email and you're like, well, shoot. Okay, that's good information. I don't need it. Throw it away. I'll call that person. 
or you can have them mail it to you if you need it in hand, that document. Um, so there, I believe there is a handful of companies that do this. I haven't really looked super far into it, but I've been using, I've used a couple different companies um, that do that because I, with my work, I've moved around quite a bit and also just my general lifestyle. I don't want to have to find where my mail is, so... It's been an amazing thing to utilize. So I still can't believe that Katie and Lynn have never heard of this. Oh. Well, I have come to hate mail because even places that I'm signed up for paperless billing, so they'll still like mail me. I really get you excited know? to check the mail. Honestly, like I, I would I probably still put a mailbox on the outside of my camper just to feel like I could check my mail. <laughs> really? Yeah. I hate I'll it. I'll put a postcard in yeah. it. Yeah. You know I'll why? I'll put trash in it. You know yeah. why? Because <laughs> it... it it just that could be a federal crime, though. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll put a truly in it, but it'll be a warm truly. Oh, that Fine, I'll put a truly in. It'll be cold, oh and God. I'll put ice in your mailbox. But yeah, this, okay. So this is all like some of us here in the discussion have been kind of obsessed with this. Like, I'm not kidding you. All summer, even beyond before. COVID started, we were talking about like building a lesbian commune to oh, all yeah. live, yep. you know, happily ever after and getting a sprinter van, caravanning across town, across the country, like doing whatever we want. And so I think you're going to hear more podcasts about <laughs> this topic because we all are very much just kind of sick of the status quo and, and just kind of bored with what our life is right this, now. This van life idea, mm -hmm. I think, is a synthesis of us just not being okay with whatever the social norm is, the standards yeah. right now, however life is. Like we said, we're in our mid-30s. <laughs> we have an average yeah. age of 32. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I don't no, think that's true. We're It's older. Yeah, I think it's older than that. Yeah, we'll be 34 in like two weeks. Anyway, <sighs> my whole point is that our age group has seen two recessions. Right. And we don't. I don't know if it's we don't have trust in the system or something, but we're just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this normal shit. Like, one, I don't believe that having a mortgage, I'll be able to just have this great career and pay everything off. And two, yeah. but two, I'm also like, but I want to see the world. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, I want to I want the sense of freedom yeah. before before I can't. Yeah. I do believe uh, that there's a, a, a much larger sense of appreciation for other cultures, other communities, yeah. other life experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is something that we're more in tune with now than, than maybe historically we have been. Yeah. I mean, I know for myself, you know, growing up in a very white, redneck community, that I had a, a certain view because that's what I was taught. That was what I experienced. Mm -hmm. And not until I went and traveled to Central America, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to experience the world. Yep. Because my only travel my entire childhood was Australia, which is where my family's from, which is also white. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I am white as white. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for those that are listening right now, I think, you know, what I want to say is we have an online community. I mean, we follow out to adult, but the queer nomads as well, mm -hmm. right? Where we can, where you can, if you are in a small town or large town or somewhere where you want to find your community, maybe you have a sense of, you have acquaintances that you've hang, hung out with, but you don't necessarily have that, that group where you feel like they really get you. Mm -hmm. 
you know, join our online community where we're, you can be a part of us as we build our vans, as we as we can go into this next level exploration. Because, you know, who who else knows? You know, we can have the migrant. I mean, the migrant, the caravan of of, of, of LGBTQ. You know, all over the United States. Um, yeah. So I think just on this deck alone, I, I I believe at least three different online communities uh, are present. So Adult Out is yep. is. Um, what we're podcasting for. Um, And then we have the queer nomad community. Mm -hmm. And then we have the queer adventure life. So those are three different spaces, Facebook and Instagram. And finances.fit, but that's fine. I mean, you know, help you do finances. (laughs) For queer people? Yeah. She's queer. (laughs) Did you forget that I have a girlfriend? (laughs) I'm sorry. I was basing it based on like what you were talking about earlier that you look straight. So... (laughs) Yeah, I, I guess we have a pretty, l- I mean, just on this deck alone, we have a good social media following that we could build a community outside of Sacramento, California, right? Like, yeah, follow wide. us, we'll follow you, we'll come fucking visit you, yeah. we'll visit you. Yeah. I just I just think that there's, yeah. we have too many place people who, who I've heard from who have felt isolated or want something bigger than what's in their community and what better platform than using this one and the other platforms to be able to connect people because i see i see my mission in life is everybody has kind of a candle wick on top of them and hear me out Mm -hmm. i know everybody's looking at me like what but it's like how can you light the fire of the people around you i know Mm. it's bad to say that in california but um how can you light the fire of people around you and spread it because um that's community and and that's something that you know if you light somebody else's fire that will not take away something from you and so i'm a firm believer of that you don't lead from the top say again you don't lead from the top yep right yep you lift people up Mm -hmm. you build those around you and if all we need right now to survive whatever each, every individual is going through right now, if all it means is to reach out to each other, to feel like you have a community, to feel like there's others like you or folks that have interests that is something that maybe you're thinking is something that you would like to look into experiencing, like reach out. Learning about new cultures, new places, new people. And I love that this van life has emerged. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was before COVID, but it really has emerged as a very valid way of traveling and doing yeah. that, where you don't have to get on a plane or a cruise or a petri dish cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you don't have to do those things. It's like, all right, no, we've got gone. this great state and this great, or not state, this great country and this great continent around us. We could go a lot of places and learn about a lot of different people, a lot of different cultures in itself. I mean, even just, just in our road trip that we did, we didn't even do the full country. Like, we literally drove from Central Cal- or Northern California out to South Dakota and right. back. And even just that road trip, we went through so many different types of right. cultures, mm-hmm. communities, groups of people, experiences landscapes geography topography like you name it we saw so many things just in that little chunk that we did Uh, yeah and it's sometimes it's unimaginable to like think that you can do that but there's so many resources out there right now to help you figure that out if that's something that interests you Mm -hmm. i want to be able to help people do that so if you're trying to figure out how to make the leap from you know 
your daytime job to wanting to make it a nomadic lifestyle and you're not necessarily sure how to organize all the pieces so that you can a feel psychologically safe financially to make that jump um you know i'm i want to talk to you about that because i i think it's something that anybody can do and i know that that's a very blanket statement but i think with the right kind of planning you can definitely do it so can i oh I was going to wrap it up, but what do you... Oh, that's good. Use I protection. I want to talk about the last thing okay. that gets me excited about van life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Use protection. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see building out a van as an opportunity to have this dollhouse, if you will, yeah. where you get to have these, I don't want to call them construction projects, but building projects where you mm-hmm. get to learn about electricity, where you get to learn about cutting metal, where you get to learn about... Laws, whatever. Budgeting for a project. Budgeting for a project. Basic level and not an overwhelming Exactly. I see this as a great introduction to learning about different types of building projects or laws. I mean, mean, just things like that. Like you you said, like a basic introduction to it that's not overwhelming. And that also doesn't have a serious impact in your daily life if you fuck up. So, like, if you're trying to remodel your one and only bathroom in your house and you do it yourself and you mess it up, there's some serious <laughs> consequences to that because now you Start don't have a bathroom. Digging. Right? But if you're trying to learn about building a bathroom or learning about electricity to power your van and you mess it up, you're not messing up your place of living. Like, it's, it's your playhouse. You get to learn. You get to fuck up. You get to try it again. I think it's a really cool introductory opportunity to get to learn how to build and do things on your own. And the amount of resources available to you, not only online but within our community and outside of our community, is is, is extravagant. Yeah. You know? I mean I, I always joke, but I you know, I call it university YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's it it's uh, unlimited what you can learn. You can learn a ton of stuff there. Okay, so follow us at Adult Out, at Queer Nomad Community, Queer Adventure Life. And then there's also another one that we are not affiliated with. It's called Diversify Van Life. And they're really trying to fight the stigma of van life being for white people. Yeah. Straight white people. So check those out. And thank you for listening. We will catch you next time. Woo! Woo! We've laughed. We've cried. Mm-hmm. We've given our advice. We've given advice. Now go forth and live with pride. Yeah, live with pride. Yeah. Oh. Ow.